0: Father, may he rely completely on you. We love you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Hey, if you went to uh, any of the trips this summer, let's start with uh, boys' camp. We have a lot of people out this morning, but if you went to boys' camp, would you please let us recognize all those that went to boys' camp again? If you went, stand up real fast. Like I say, a lot of our people are out. All right now don't we're not applauding we're just letting you see who went where all right, so they've got their shoots, their shoots they got their shirts on they got their shirts on, and um, anyway, so we're glad that they came they're a part of y'all can be seated if you went on uh, girls' camp, would you let us recognize you as well? Uh, they had a great time, and then if you went to uh, youth camp, would you let us recognize you? Very good. And then finally, if you went on the mission trip, would you stand and let us know that as well? So as you can see, a lot of people went different places. Turn around real quick so they can see the shirt. They'll hold that up real fast so they can all see their shirt. Yeah. Connie's got hers. The Swiss Army Knife's got his. Um, so, uh Yeah. Little G's got his on. He's got it set up. We had such an amazing time at all these events, and you know, <laughs> Tyler said that coming here that we we stay really busy. Well, that's true. We do. We stay very busy here uh, during the summer. Um, we stay busy here year round, but certainly during the summer, you kind of get your month st- your your summer started off with uh, the the two the boys and girls camp, and it's a blast to take these uh, kiddos. Every year it is such a joy, um, and then, after that, you start with everything else, and you mix vacation Bible school in the middle of it all. It is crazy how busy people get but uh, certainly thankful for all the prayers uh, we 've had we 've gotten everybody back, um, hopefully safe and well and those are important things, but certainly looking forward, if you have children, grandchildren, neighbors that are interested in going next summer uh start planning that now we'll have the dates out pretty soon as to when all those camps will take place and um the the really neat thing about it is the more you can take with you you get to get your own cabin (laughs) believe me people i've been to where you have to share cabins you want your own cabin right And, uh, because choking somebody else's kid at camp is not as well accepted and received as choking your own out at camp, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So apparently we were the, y'all were the messy church and they were the clean church. Very good. Now we have such a blast and no, we do not condone choking kids out, um, you, you 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 sit down as adults in a group and hold hands and go pray for me because I'm thinking about doing it. But anyway, um, it is an absolute blast. We enjoy it so much. But you know, somebody you don't think about, and I, and I will tell you this, all the people that work those camps during the summer, pray for those people. They are exhausted. Can you imagine the heat that they have to go through and everything else? But uh, they sign up for that, and they don't get paid a lot. And uh, so definitely remember all those folks. School will be starting back very soon, and um, as we mentioned that last week, and some of y'all just kind of were like, oh, well, I'm back with you again to let you know that you're just a couple of weeks away, and uh, so remember to pray for our teachers. Pray for our students, but pray for our teachers. Um, You know, I don't care if you're in public school, private school, and I think most likely even homeschool. The teacher gets the blame for everything now, right? It's sad, but it's true. And if you if your child gets in trouble, it's like all of a sudden we have this idea that in 2022 our kids are perfect. No, your kids are you. So instead of believing that your teacher said something mean to your child, ask your child first. Well, what exactly did you say? to cause that. Well, my kid would never do that. Therefore, you are the problem. All right. Um, and I can say that and, and, and not uh, worry about it because, folks, I'm telling you, we see it all the time. You'd be surprised how tired teachers are of hearing about how perfect kids are today and how horrible they are. The reality of it is, folks, we're still raising kids and they're going to have issues and struggles And so for those of you that are homeschooled, quit blaming your parents for your behavior. Straighten up, okay? Those of you that are in public school, quit blaming the teacher for everything and start doing the job. For those of you that are in Christian school, act like you're in Christian school. It would amaze you what would happen, right? So there you go. We're going to talk about the flock today, where we are, who we are as a church um we are a a flock of sheep according to scripture that is how god views us and looks at us as his sheep he uh, has sent us the great shepherd which was jesus um i have been given that role as under shepherd where i am trying to pastor the church shepherd the church by the authority of scripture and, and the lord jesus christ uh making sure that we're heading in the right direction i am blessed beyond measure to have a great group of people that surround me and leading this church um, it starts, I believe, truly believe, it starts with you uh, praying for me as a pastor. Uh, then it, pr- it starts with the leadership uh, that comes from the congregation of the sheep. Um, and, and the leadership that we have, I believe, is, is top-notch here at our church. And so I am very thankful for all of those who uh, help lead the flock. Um, some of you are called to just start leading and, and others will follow. Uh, Some of you will admittedly say, hey, I'm not much of a leader, but I'm a great follower. And and every church needs good followers. They do. They need positive followers. So I want us to look this morning at the beginning here of Acts chapter 20, verses 28 through 29. Let's stand together as we read from God's word. First, he says, be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Father, my prayer this morning is that we will understand that as a flock, we are responsible for one another that we should come alongside each other and we should keep each other safe and we should keep each other pointed towards the cross. And that is the call of the flock. That is the call of this congregation, to look to the cross, to look to what example was given to us, what price was paid, and that we can live in freedom because of the cross. Uh, Father, we thank you for this. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. So the very first thing that we find here, the very first warning is to be on guard for yourselves and all the flock. Now he's speaking here to the ones that have been set up as overseers, but folks, I want to tell you that every single one of us in this room should be looking out for the flock here at Pine Island. If you're a member of this church, if you're one who has been coming for a while, and, and maybe you haven't walked the aisle necessarily, but you know that this is where God has called you to be, you should be looking out for the flock here at this church. We should be watching out for one another. We should be looking and making sure that we're all in the uh, headed in the same direction, and that is where God has called us. Um, as, as a pastor here, you know my heart. That my heart is that we should be involved in all of the community, in all of the county uh, here in, uh, the, in within our areas. Waller County, um, we have Grimes County, we have Washington, and we have Austin, uh, Harris County, um, even as far out as Montgomery, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, so we have all of these counties that we represent, and if, and if we're in those counties, if we're in those areas, what are we doing then to influence for Christ? We need to be on guard for ourselves and for all the flock. One thing that you'll learn is that, yes, we are Pine Island Baptists, but ultimately we are part of the whole church, the true church, the one that belongs to God, and, and, and they're scattered from here all over the world. All over the globe, we have God's church. So we're representing Pine Island, but ultimately we are representing the whole church. What does that look like? Well, for us, it should look like this. We love God above all things. But in order for us to be careful and to be safe, he says to be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock. Be on guard. He's talking here as... A flock of sheep as, as those that, are, uh, that we, we guard and we, we help keep. So I want us to kind of think about this this morning. What exactly would a flock of sheep be like? All right? So I want us to look at these flocking instincts. Okay? We're, we're going to have the family bonds. All right? So let's talk about this for a moment. First of all, flocking instincts is that sheep have a strong flocking instinct. All right? They'll come together. All right, now they, they they feel safer when gathered together. How many of you will admit that as a church, you feel stronger when you're around your brothers and sisters? You feel better when you're around your brothers and sisters. There's this idea of coming together and how this works. Sheep need other sheep to feel safe. Isn't it nice to know you're not the only believer out there? As we see the world changing around us and everything's falling apart around us, guess what? We as a church understand that God is not sitting on the throne going, what do I do?
0: But instead, God is sitting on the throne saying, I love my church. I love my sheep. I love my people. There is safety here. Separating one
1: sheep out from the rest of the flock is disturbing and frightening to them. When a sheep starts to go astray, the other sheep will begin to react. They will begin to call out after the other sheep. Let me ask this question here at Pine Island. Would you admit that at times we have been successful with this and at other times we have failed miserably? You say, well, Brother Tom, why would you mention the failures? Because, folks, if you don't want to talk about the failures, you'll never learn from those failures. There have been people that I have watched walk away that I feel like we as a church could have done a better job in trying to say, "Hey, how can we help? What can we do when people will ask, "Well, how is so-and-so, how is so-and-so?" And y'all know my patent answer,
0: right Well why don't you why don't you pick up the phone and find out? Why don't you give them a call? Why don't you go by and check on them? That's
1: what people should feel here at Pine Island. When, when we're not seeing people, when we're starting to see folks no longer around, our first job, one of the first things we all do is step up and say, hey, we need to check on those folks. Because when we see someone walking astray, just like the other sheep, we should begin to cry out, call out. That's part of being who we are. Now, the family bond, sheep will stay in maternal groups for life. It says, I often see family groups grazing and, uh, and sleeping together in the field. One time, he says that they had a, uh, separated a set of twins, and they were separated for two years. But all of a sudden, they bring these two sheep back together after two years, and he said that they sat there and stared at each other for 30 minutes. All the other sheep were ignored because they knew that they had a bond. Folks, you can tell you what's beautiful about the church. Even when you've been out for a while because of illness or maybe you've traveled or you've had other stuff happen, when you come back, you have a fellowship. You have a brotherhood, a sisterhood. There's
0: a home here. That's how sheep are. They have that bond. The church at Pine Island should have a bond that runs deep.
1: There should be brotherhood and sisterhood. There should be love for one another. There should be honor for one another. No one should put anything above anyone else. The Bible tells us to consider others what? Above ourselves. Put others first. Don't look to be served, but look to serve others. Now, sheep also, well, they get on the move. Sheep will follow a leader. If you can get one sheep moving, then the rest will most likely follow. This is good if you have a good leader, amen? If you don't have a good leader, you're in trouble. If the leader is bad, the sheep are following the wrong person. They're following the wrong thing. They're following after the wrong doctrine. They're following after the wrong ministry. They're they're following after the wrong mission. This morning there was a joke made that... uh, uh, kind of, it wasn't a joke so much. It was a, it was a sad truth, but uh, it was the fact that at one point there was a pastor who who thought that his vehicle should be the same as the preacher down the street. So he asked their church to upgrade his vehicle because he wanted to be more like them. And 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 so the joke was sent towards me. And what I told him was, I don't need another vehicle. I just need a boat, right? <laughs> and um, now let me help you out with this. Let me have yeah, church boat, right? the church boat absolutely i'll even put PIBC down the side if you want i mean it doesn't matter to me but here's the truth there are actual pastors from the pulpit who are telling their church that if they don't give them something then they're not honoring his position folks what a bunch of baloney but there are people who follow after leaders like this and what happens is the leader has made himself the head of the church. Folks, Jesus Christ is the head of the church. We have this problem and one sheep starts moving, well, we all start moving that direction. Well, it was good enough for, for the deacons, so it should be good enough for us. It was good enough for church council, so it should be good enough for us. And, and people just began to follow without any sort of investigation, without knowing what is being preached and what is being taught. But sheep will easily follow. Folks, make sure you're following the right leader, the right teaching. You have to be very careful to make sure you're doing this correctly. Now, here's the truth about a church I mean, about sheep, excuse me.
0: When we get scared a lot of times, what do we do? We run. We run. Sheep run when frightened. You tell what we ought to do when we're scared.
1: We ought to get closer together. We ought to come closer
0: together. One, there's safety in numbers, right? There's strength in numbers. But for some reason,
1: when, when all of a sudden we're challenged to make decisions, people run. They get angry, they get mad, and they they run because they don't want to have to deal with whatever has been brought before them. Listen, the important thing here is this. You and I must come to a place that when tough times hit Pine Island's flock,
0: we come together. We gather together. We have been teaching
1: on community, teaching the importance of community these past few six, these past six weeks. Sunday school has been driven around community these past six weeks. The next few weeks are going to be about who we are, what we believe in, and, and it's going to be really good. I want you to come. If, you, if you're not coming to Sunday school, please come and be a part. Man, it's important you come and be a part. But folks, as a body, as a, as a, a flock that comes together, as a community of sheep, Instead of running away from our problems, instead of running when tough times happen, do what Joe did. And I'm serious. I want you to think about what Joe did. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't believe, and I'm not picking on anybody that's Joe's age or older, because Joe, I don't know if you consider yourself old or not. I don't, because I'm only 23 years away from that. Um, The kids probably think you're ancient because they think I'm old. So I can only imagine... But how many of you that are in your 70s had the youth approached you and said, hey, we want you to go to camp? Would your answer have been, well, let me pray about it, right? I imagine that there are a lot in here that would look at them and gone, are you crazy, right? Are you crazy? I have no, one, I have no desire to be up all night. Two, y'all, Joe was three inches longer than his bed, Okay. <laughs> Y'all hear me? I mean, the man and the bed did not go together. He had to know that going in. Like, he's not crazy. But instead of just saying no, Joe
0: looked at the need. And Joe looked at the opportunity. And instead of running like so many of
1: us run when we're asked to do something, Joe stepped up to the plate and said, man, I'll go.
0: I'll go. I'll do it. And you heard what he said. He said he was so thankful that he did.
1: It was such a blessing for him to be a part and to go and to get to know the, the boys better and to, or the young men better, as they like to be called, but to get to know the youth better,
0: to watch how his youth pastor works, to see how other churches work with their youth. Instead of running, Joe prayed, and God said, go,
1: and Anna said, thank you, Father. (laughs) Is that how that worked, Anna? (laughs) Joe went and had a blast. Didn't sleep much, probably, but he had a blast. Why? Because he refused to run. So many of us run when we're frightened, and you know what we get frightened of? It's not just the bad things. We get frightened from opportunities. I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. Oh, I'm not sure that God's really wanting me to do that. No, listen. Quit running from opportunities. Quit running when someone comes to you from the church and says, Hey, would you consider doing this? Would you pray about this? Because in our mind, the first thing we want to do is say No. But what if God is calling you to adjust your life to him? 90% of the reason that we run, we run because we like the way our life is.
0: And so we run from responsibility in the church. We run from chances for growth. Last Wednesday... I saw 120 people be fed on Wednesday night. Let me ask you this question. What if I came to you and said the next six weeks on Wednesday, we're going to do nothing but gather up and pray? Just pray. because, Folks, there is nothing more important than seeking God together as a congregation. I wonder if we'd have 120 show up. Because a lot of people are going to say, oh, I've got to run because I don't pray out loud. Or I I just want to be taught. What What are you really running from? You're running from responsibility. You're running from growth. Our kids would
1: still do their their thing that they're doing, but the adults, folks, there comes a point where we as adults have to sit down and say, man, we need to seek God. I want you to pay attention. Turn around and look if you're out here, just especially those of you at the front. Just kind of look back for a minute. Do you see how good God is? Do you know how many people are out this morning? A bunch.
0: We need to start praying and seeking God as a church. God, what do we need to do? Yesterday, We had the opportunity, and Friday, we had the opportunity to go out, and some went
1: out on Friday. I did not. I came on Saturday to go and work out at Reed's Prairie. Folks, I remember what that old church looked like. I'll tell you how old the church is. Some of you remember back in the 60s and 70s when they painted the girls' restrooms pink and thought it was cool, and the boys' restrooms light blue, And thought that would do, right? That paint was probably older than that. But we walked in and were able to see great transformation. About 40 or 50 people showed up to help out from different churches. And we were able to just see a great transformation take place. And the cool thing is, is that building transforms. We're praying for God to take and transplant people out there to that church that people can begin to grow. What if some of you began to pray? You're like, I'm not doing that. Mm -mm." Yeah, go ahead and run. Go ahead and run, because
0: we're good at running. But what about this congregation right here? What if some of you were called to go out and to begin to start a new church plant at that church? And I know what a lot of people are going to say, well, I'm very comfortable here. Why would I do that? Folks, if you're only here because you're comfortable, shame on you.
1: I want each one of you in this church to start praying. If you're not willing to do that, then we're going to
0: just say, go ahead and run. But I want you to start praying, where does God want me? And should I consider this fall becoming a part of a church plan? You can love the comfort of this, or you can take the responsibility on of that. And some of you are like, well, what if some of the people that give money here go? I'm sorry. What? Believe me, that's how some of us think, right? And that's a shame. The only people
1: that give money here are the ones, listen to me, that God, ready? Gave them money already. That's everybody in this room. You should be giving out of what God has already given you anyway.
0: God's the one who's in control of that. Or maybe you are saying, well, we might lose some of our deacons. Well, they're going to need deacons over there. We might
1: lose some of our leadership. Well, they're going to need leadership over there. Like we've got to ask the question: what are we doing? How can we grow? How can we stretch ourselves? Or we can run. First Peter. Chapter five, verse one through three says: Therefore, I urge you, elders among you, as your fellow elder and a witness of the suffering of Christ, and one who is also a fellow partaker of the glory that is to be revealed, shepherd the flock of God among you, exercising oversight not under compulsion but voluntarily, according to the will of God, <clears throat> and not with greed but with eagerness, nor yet as domineering over those assigned to your care, but by providing, uh, or proving, excuse me, to be examples to the flock. Folks, if you're in leadership here of this church, your job is to be an example. It starts with me and then moves out to the rest of the leadership of this church, but all of us should be an example of what Christ desires. Matthew twenty six thirty one tells us this. Then Jesus said to them, you will all fall away because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. Folks, what happens a lot of times when uh, the pastor leaves the church? What, what happens and, and before anybody walks out of here going, well, brother, Tom's going to be leaving. <laughs> Folks, I can assure you, God has not called me anywhere other than right here at Pine Island. This is where God has called me. And If God calls me away, I won't sit here and pretend that it's, not happening. It's not happening. I'm where God has called me. I'm thankful to be here. But, folks, many times when the pastor leaves, retires, or something happens, you know what happens to the flock? They scatter. That's why you, as members,
0: need to be good members, strong members. Psalm 77. Verse 20, you led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses
1: and Aaron. God has always referred to his people as a flock. Psalm 78, 52 tells us, but he led his own people out like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. Folks, one of the beautiful things about being in a church and about being a part of a church is that as long as we're all following Jesus Christ, And the word that he has given us, we will be in unity. It's when we quit
0: following that, that disunity happens. So here's how we're going to close this. As sheep, here's a list of things. First of all, we must stay on guard. Why is that? Because Satan wants nothing more than to split us apart. And he'll start it with disagreement,
1: with misunderstanding. He'll start it with anger. He'll start it with jealousy. He'll start it with pride. But trust me, inside of this room, somewhere, Satan can get a hold of this church. If you don't believe me, I've been to way, I've been pastoring way too many, long, too many years, and I have been a Christian in church way too long. I have watched Satan come in and be divisive and just
0: destroy what God was building up. Anybody know where the sheep's eyes are? They're on the sides, right? Right here on the sides of their head. Let me
1: tell you how you sneak up on a sheep. I didn't know this until I was studying this because I never raised sheep. But if you want to catch a sheep, you got to come up behind the sheep. And you got to make sure that the sheep is not paying attention to anything. You want him, to, except for, or I mean, you wanted to make sure he's paying attention to everything but you. So you've got something out in the front that he's focused on. You
0: can sneak up behind this sheep, and you can grab the sheep. Satan would love nothing more than to have us focused on selfishness, pride,
1: jealousy, gossip, anger. Because the moment that we're focused on that, guess what Satan can do? Come right up behind us and grab us, and we're in trouble. That's why we must be constantly on guard. Keep your head on a swivel. How many of you in here played football? Right? Y'all remember? You you played football, Patty? Oh, my gracious. That explains a lot, H.C. right there, buddy. One of the things I told you in football is keep your head on a swivel. Now, I, I get it nowadays. Y'all don't really play football. Y'all play with the football, but it's not the way we played back in the day when you can literally light somebody up, and that's why your coach said to make sure you keep your head on a swivel. Now, if you hit somebody too hard, you get a penalty. I have yet to understand that one. But anyway, moving on. Um, keep your head on a swivel. Constantly be looking out, not just for trouble, but also for troubled sheep. Did you hear that part? Be paying attention for those who are
0: in need. Step up and do the job. Keep your head on a swivel. Look at life with proper vision.
1: Do you look at at life through Scripture, through the lens of Scripture, or do you look at life through the lens of how you
0: feel? Because Satan would love nothing more than for you to act out of how you feel. Look at life through the lens of Scripture. Finally, follow the good shepherd. The good shepherd is Jesus Christ.
1: Folks, I'm going to make mistakes. No, I'm going to change that. I'm going to sin from time to time. I'm going to get angry from time to time. I'm going to say things I'm going to regret later. I'm going to do things. That's the sad part about the humanness that's within us. But the good shepherd was without sin. And the good shepherd, instead of going and taking you to the slaughter,
0: he went for us. Silent. Be like the good shepherd. Be like the good shepherd. Let's stand together.
1: Father, we confess to you how desperate we are to have our lives so transformed that, as a flock here at Pine Island, I think about just the youth and 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 how often they've got they're they're trying to figure out life and how often it gets in the way of the. Camaraderie, the unity of, the, of a youth group,
0: well, you magnify that in a church. When we get off kilter as a
1: flock, when one of us thinks that we're more important than the other, when someone views something that someone has done in the wrong way, Lord, when we're tired and we just don't feel like putting up with anything, God, we're not exactly the greatest flock to be around at that point. So God, today deal with the hearts of your people. Deal with the hearts of sheep that, unfortunately, sometimes God run when they're called to step up and do something for the flock. God, other times they run when they see persecution suffering or teach us to stand fast as a flock as a people father take us and change our hearts that if there's anything within our church that causes division god that we will be honest about it and we will make it right When we see someone going astray, walking out, away from the foal, may we begin to cry out to them and say, come home, come home. Lord God, today, change us to where our hearts long for you above all things. We pray this in Jesus' precious and name.